0: Hello and welcome to the latest Tech UK podcast. My name is Jill Broom, and I'm the Program Manager for Cybersecurity here at Tech UK. The focus of today's episode is women in cybersecurity and we'll be exploring some of the key opportunities and challenges for women in the cyber sector with our fantastic guests who'll tell us about their career journeys. Indeed, I'm delighted to welcome Shagufta Malik from GenServe, Katie Shanahan from Crossword Cybersecurity, Nuala Kilmartin from Innovate UK, and our very own Raya Tassilova to the Tech UK podcast. During this episode, we'll also be talking about a really exciting leadership initiative run by Empowering You and supported by Tech UK called the Empowering Women to Lead Cybersecurity Programme. All four of our guests have participated in and graduated from this exciting course, and this is a great opportunity for our listeners to learn more about it and maybe even consider applying to take part in the programme themselves. Before we get into that, though, let's meet our guests. I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your backgrounds and your current roles. Katie, we'll start with you. Hi, Katie.
1: Hi, Jill. Thank you so much. Um, So, as you mentioned, my name is Katie. I'm an Associate Director at Crossword Cybersecurity. I work within the consulting team. So, that means that I deliver programs to organizations looking to transform their cybersecurity and data protection. In terms of my role and how sort of the breadth of that role as well it's not just externally facing but also looking at some of the internal improvements that we make as part of the consulting management team so it sounds like a very grand role assistant director and it's a real honor to to be in that position now i was promoted a few months ago from managing consultant at my current organization, Crossword Cybersecurity. I've had an interesting journey into cyber. So started off studying languages and literature. I worked at ING, the bank, where I was involved in their communications team and got my first taste of technology. I then, after graduating, worked at a property technology startup and was part of their people team there before I made my first steps into the cybersecurity world where I started at the first cybersecurity consultancy. And since that time, I've been able to work with a whole variety of clients across sectors, sizes, scales as well. Um, and it's something that I feel very lucky to have been involved in. So a bit of a journey, uh, interesting development to
0: get here, but it's something that I've really enjoyed. Thanks, Katie. Shagufta, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please?
2: Hi, I'm Shagufta Malik. I work at GEMSERV as a senior information security count consultant. I kind of fell into this role. Um, I did a biological degree and then started working in a call centre. Then from there, I I went and worked in complaints for a couple of years and started to dabble into the ISO world. I then moved, I was in the same company, but moved into the certification side of the company where I started to specialize in ISO auditing and ISO 27001. From there, I was there for about 10 years and decided to take the plunge and become a consultant. So I moved over to the dark side. I help lots of clients (laughs) implement ISO twenty seven thousand and one. I also help them improve their risk management systems, and also do their internal audits, supporting external audits as well. Deliver lots of training, uh, doing phishing exercises. So, kind of a little bit about everything.
0: (laughs) Nula, let's uh, hear your story next, please.
3: Great, thank you, Jill. Sure, um, my previous early background would have been in marketing management roles in the private sector and then I would have moved into the public sector in a business development capacity in education. So I was there for over 15 years, um, primarily supporting enterprise and entrepreneurship with students and local businesses, but also programme managing a lot of innovative consultancy funding roles and programmes. I then moved into working for research and innovation. So Innovate UK is part of UKRI. And uh, my role there is innovation lead. I'm involved in driving stakeholder engagement and MR CONS, and managing technology access for our digital security by design challenge. So basically that is addressing vulnerabilities in hardware security. So um, it's a very complex challenge and um, my role, as I say, is very much working, not just within the UK, but wider now globally to 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 get advocates and businesses on board to trial and investigate the new technology. And uh, hopefully it's going to help block up to 70% of the vulnerabilities in hardware. Big challenge.
0: Thanks so much, Nila. And um, finally, we're going to Raya.
4: Thanks, Jill. Yep, I'm Raya. I'm currently working at Tech UK as the program manager for the National Security Programme. Um, so this is the program which leads all of our engagement with secure government organisations within the public sector. And it essentially provides members with sort of both market engagement opportunities um, but also the chance to feed into and engage on government policy surrounding security and resilience within the UK. Before this, I was actually working at an expert network firm in London, uh, which was basically a business where institutional investors, so things like private equity firms, venture capital firms, investment banks, who were conducting any type of due diligence prior to an investment, would reach out to us uh, to, to kind of connect them with subject matter experts who could then provide them with sort of valuable information and data or any sort of assistance which contributed to their investment decision making. And then before I got that job, I actually graduated from the University of Bath where I studied politics and international relations for four years. So very much still at the beginning of my career, I would say.
0: Thanks, Raya. So that's four quite different stories and four really interesting and different career paths. As I said before, we're going to talk a lot about the benefits of the Empowering Women to Lead Cybersecurity Programme, which has inspired today's conversation. But first of all, I wanted to talk a bit more broadly about what it's like to be a woman in the cybersecurity sector. So I think we're going to start with all of the positives and what the opportunities that the sector offers are. Nula, perhaps I could come to you first. What makes the cybersecurity sector something that women can thrive in or a place that women can thrive in? And also, we're uh, specifically working for Innovate UK. Do you see any specific opportunities in the public sector in cybersecurity?
3: Yes, for sure, Jill. Obviously, there's a huge need for to encourage girls and code and girls into the tech sector. So um, we're really looking at developing the skills from an early age and encouraging, you know, Girls in schools to pick STEM type subjects and move into the sector, so it goes from way back in the you know early secondary school decisions in terms of subjects, but moving in and as um people progress in the sector, there's a lot of opportunity for mentoring and really helping develop role models that'll. Maybe encourage females to attend meetups in the community that are related to their role, and attend networks and conferences. So there, there are a lot of opportunities that are coming about, really, to help you know encourage uh, girls into the sector for sure, and also you know encourage leaders and female leaders, like the Empowering You program, helped you know share our knowledge and, um, you know, disseminate our learning and what it's like to actually work in the sector. So there's definitely a need as more diverse rules um, and opportunities come about. So I definitely think a huge opportunity now um, to give access to young girls to come into the sector. Absolutely. I think now is the right time. Um, Shagifta, it would be
0: good to know what you feel the positives are working in the sector more broadly, but also more specifically um, and as a fellow mum of three school age children. Do you feel that working in the cybersecurity sector allows a good life balance? Does it um, give you the opportunity to do both well?
2: It certainly does. I mean, that's one of the things that has helped me be able to be a mum of three children and to still have a full-time career. You know, just before I jumped on the podcast, I've done the school run, brought the three kids home and I'm able to, you know, record this as well. I think a lot of people, especially saying the C word, since COVID, a lot of us have been able to work from home, which has also helped with the work-life balance. And, you know, cybersecurity is so diverse and especially being a consultant I get to see lots of different clients I get to do in lots of different projects as well so being able to multitask as well has really helped me you know in this career as well so I think that is a positive for women in you know because women have been told we can do two things at once so you can mother and work both at the same time
0: Brilliant. And maybe on that sort of topic of um, variety and multitasking, Raya, your role as National Security Program Manager at Tech UK is is a really varied one. Do you think um, that variety helps create that opportunity as well?
4: Yeah, no, definitely. I think where my role within national security it bleeds a lot into the work we do within Tech UK, in uh, such as defence, public safety. So liaising with Tech UK's work within policing, in particular, it's got so many different elements to it. And um, so I think at the moment, things like policing cybercrime, for example, is a growing area of focus both for the sector, but but for Tech UK as well. And you know, as these new types of crimes emerge and as cyber criminals get a bit more sophisticated, a lot of the jobs to respond to that may sit within policing, for example. So whilst that's not necessarily a cybersecurity role in the traditional sense, uh, it very much does does apply to the sector as a whole. And I think within security more broadly, whether it's cyber or or national, um, one of the things that I really have taken away is kind of a a really good opportunity within the sector is being able to attend a lot of interesting expos or big conferences that organizations put on. And it just allows you to kind of network and meet so many new people. For us within Tech UK, you know, it's mainly to network or engage with members, but there are some really insightful talks on a lot of these conferences with you know quite senior officials uh, that speak at them so things like Cyber UK for example is a great initiative and and a really good opportunity to go and meet women and and other people within the sectors that's kind of like-minded but also just understanding how broad
0: it can it can really be. Thanks Raya and Katie just thinking about the sort of the different types of roles and also the broader opportunities as well perhaps you can give us some of your thoughts on those but Also, I just wondered, because Crossword Cybersecurity is is an SME, so I wonder if you can maybe tell us a bit about some of the opportunities that working for a smaller organisation holds as well, please.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So if I start with the first piece, considering the breadth of different roles that there are and the opportunities for women, I think as we heard from the variety of introductions from everyone on the panel today, there is that there can't be a cookie cutter sort of way of getting into the sector. We constantly are needing more people to join the area. And I think that's a great opportunity. Sometimes some people have been sort of pushed down one particular career path, or that was something that they were looking to do at a different stage in their life. But now they're looking for something different. I think the fact that there are so many different opportunities Often when people think about cybersecurity, they have a, a, a minuscule overview of what that sector actually means and the reach that it can have. So there are a whole variety of opportunities there. And I think that I would say that that fits very well into the SME space. I've been very lucky in that the organizations that I've worked in have typically been in that startup scale up stage where I think there's a lot of learning that can happen very quickly. Often those types of organizations are more agile and maybe you don't have such a bureaucratic approach as some of the larger organizations can have. I'd say also there's quite a lot, lot of opportunity when it comes to SMEs where it comes to growth. So, As an individual and looking to progress within the sector if you're able to position yourself perhaps using your variety of different backgrounds as somebody that can make a real impact i think that's something that's really recognized within
0: the sme space thanks katie and yeah echoing that point of that sort of diversity of thought and background that you can bring to the sector is something that we hear about is so important all of the time um, okay, so we've covered the real opportunities that the cybersecurity sector offers, but working in this space does come with its challenges too. So I'm going to ask you all about those as well. Shugifta, Gifta, what would you say are some of the challenges that you've had to overcome or that you've come across in the sector?
2: Yes, cybersecurity is a very male-dominated industry. Um, and you do see lots of, you know, in all the senior positions, there's majority of males there it can be very intimidating and daunting when you walk into exhibitions or talks and stuff and it's just all you see is a sea of men. Um, and I think it's overcoming that is trying to have that belief in yourself as well. Um, and then when you're looking at senior opportunities you want to go for something like into more of a leadership role, you're constantly second guessing yourself, like you know, do I tick all the boxes? Shall I go for this? Am I really you know, can I actually do this job? And I think that is still, you know, it is evident. I went to the national security show in the NEC two weeks ago. Even there, all you saw was mail all around you.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. Raya, do you want to come in there? Yeah, I was just going to completely
4: agree with with what was just said on the sort of having that confidence to look at a job description, for example, within cyber security and think, oh God, do I really tick all the boxes? Um, I think part, and I will we'll get into sort of the Empowering Women program a bit further down uh, the line in the podcast, but one thing just to, to pick out was particularly the group that I was part of and sort of the project that we were given was very much around uh, recruitment and retention in, in women in cyber security. And one of the things that we found in our research was just within a job description, women only tend to apply to a role if they fit a hundred percent of the requirements so if one of those requirements is a particular you know technical qualification listed that maybe i don't have i may not want to apply because i feel like i don't hit every single requirement but actually on the other side men would tend to apply if they only fit 60% of a job description. So I think it's quite a big difference between confidence in applying for a role in the field in the first place. And it's more about having the
0: conversation of how do you overcome that as a starting point? I think it's also right across lots of different industries that 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 happens as well. But having that confidence and and maybe industry thinking about the way that it, it writes job descriptions and things would be a big help. Katie.
1: I was just going to um, add on Raya's point there. I thought it was really interesting, the consideration about CVs. I think something that can sometimes hold women back when it comes to opportunities, and this is not cybersecurity specific. um, And again, I suppose it's not women specific, but it is something that can heavily affect women, is salary transparency. I think a lot of organizations are starting to wake up to the fact that that is something that applicants are looking for but I would say from my own um sort of career progression so far that actually recruiters have been really useful in helping me understand where I should be positioning myself and perhaps where organizations that you're applying for maybe aren't giving you the right sort of pay for the work that you're doing so I think that Mm -hmm. is is something that I'd agree with there I'd also just echo Shigufta's point about walking into rooms where Maybe you can feel outnumbered and I think sometimes the idea of safety or psychological safety can come into play when you're a minority within a group and that's not even considering some of the intersectional considerations for women within different spaces. I think it can be quite hard. I think there's the phrase of um, it's hard to be what you can't see and actually having communities like we've had with the Empowering You programme, it's been fantastic to engage with people who are at different stages of their career that you can aspire to work towards or learn from that otherwise could be
0: quite difficult when you're a minority within this sector. I think that is a brilliant segue into starting to talk more about the Empowering Women to Lead Cybersecurity programme. For those of our listeners who haven't heard about it, it's an innovative cross sector initiative that's delivered by the fantastic leadership and coaching specialists Empowering You. The programme's been designed to sort of tackle the long standing lack of gender diversity within cybersecurity, but also to encourage more women into leadership roles in the sector. So as I said um, earlier, all four of you have fairly recently graduated from this programme. So I'm going to ask each of you specifically what inspired you to apply for the programme in the first place.
3: Nula can you tell us what inspired you? I actually initially seen the advertisement on LinkedIn and it was primarily recruiting for Scotland. And I got in touch with Steve and Chris on LinkedIn. and. Was championing an opportunity for it to come over to Northern Ireland, so obviously I was delighted to hear that they had secured the funding to run it, run a cohort in Northern Ireland. So I had applied on the basis of I has is fairly new to coming into the tech sector myself, and very very keen to widen my own community, uh, specifically in cyber. So um, you know I knew that. Didn't know too much about what the course was going to entail. I covered various other leadership programs, but this course uh, read very differently. And um, I knew that uh, this is something that would definitely widen my horizons. And the opportunity to avail of coaching um, was a huge enlightenment for me as well. So uh, obviously delighted to get accepted and to get onto the course and have most definitely widen my network and still in contact with our WhatsApp group.
0: Thanks, Neela. And we should say that the course is actually it started in Scotland, but it is now available in um, Southern England. It's available in North England. It's available in the Midlands and Northern Ireland, and I think soon to be available in Wales as well. So it is growing. So wherever you are in the country, there will hopefully be an opportunity for you to take part if you're thinking about it to what made you apply for um, a place on the programme?
2: I initially was told about this by my line manager. And GemServe were one of the sponsors when you know, we went, uh, went, the year that I did this. Um, so he said to me to look into it and, you know, do I want to do something like this? So the more I looked into it, it's actually that whole point of, you know, a course just for women you know I'm going to be in a room full of women where we can just you know empowering each other empowering to lead and I'm still a bit you know shall I do it shall I not and I kind of you know I have to thank my manager he's one who pushed me into and he goes you know I think this will be great for you more I think for my confidence as well so that was one of the reasons why I applied for it And the importance of of allies there as well, coming through it
0: and making sure we do these kinds of things. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Katie, what about yourself?
1: I think for me, I'd I'd echo some of the points that Nuala said around the fact that this programme read very differently to other programmes that are out there. The fact that it combines, I suppose, those three different areas, which is women, leadership, and cybersecurity was something that I hadn't really seen before. I think, as we've discussed as a group, when there are not many women, maybe in your organization or in with the organizations that you've worked with, it could be quite a shock to go into a room where you all have that sort of similar piece about you. And for me, I was sort of looking for things around the community side I was looking for some tool sets to be able to go back to and help me with my future leadership journey. But I'd also say that piece around confidence of actually bringing myself back to what is it that I have to offer? How can I, exactly as Shagufta said, empower others? It's something that I think we all really enjoyed doing there. And that was, I think, a bit of a surprise benefit was that opportunity to really, really lift each other up and see how people grew throughout the programme.
0: Thanks, Katie. And coming back to that point about the the lack of self-confidence that maybe makes lots of people do this course, I sit on some of the panels that review the applications for it. And I've really noticed that that question about when applicants are asked what's holding them back from achieving their potential, more often than not, they mention imposter syndrome or a lack of self confidence, and and this is you know, from from the those who are just entering their careers right up to those who are very senior um in their organisation in cybersecurity, and so I wanted to ask you a bit about how exactly does the course tackle that, uh, and what tools does it give you? You've mentioned a couple of them there, but Katie, perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about. Um, how it's helped you to kind of achieve your leadership goals and put the imposter syndrome maybe to the side slightly, if, if not completely away.
1: Absolutely. I think one of the key takeaways for me, and this was from, you know, the amazing facilitation of the sessions to the other participants in the course, was the power of authenticity. That actually, I think sometimes when we feel less confident We feel like we should just put on a brave face and maybe pretend that we're doing okay. And actually, something that I found was being more open about that and actually opening up conversation around what that can mean has resulted in the ability to be able to move on from that and build. And I've noticed that in mentoring and coaching sessions that I've had with colleagues and people outside my organization, where just allowing them the reminder of the power of authenticity and thinking about their emotions too can help with those considerations around confidence. And I suppose we're often often in society painted as very highly emotional people, but actually allowing yourselves that emotions are allowed
0: uh, can be very powerful. Thanks, Katie. Raya. What did you take away from the course? What were the the key things that you, you got from it and why would you recommend it to others?
4: Yeah, definitely. I think within the programme, uh, we discussed a mix of both professional and personal struggles and kind of unpacked a lot of issues that the cohort uh, were having either at work or within personal relationships or whatever it might have been. So I think it was really the taking advice from others and gaining a real new perspective on a problem that was very valuable for me. Um, I think it was the realization that problems that you thought were a huge deal and the ones that you were really struggling with. So particularly on kind of the imposter syndrome um, example, when thinking about kind of having confidence in the workplace or that mentality of, oh goodness, you know, why am I here? Why am I in this meeting? I don't feel senior enough to be presenting on this panel or whatever it might be everyone else in the room was facing the exact same struggles and thoughts and it meant that I was definitely not alone in how I was feeling it was definitely a valid feeling and it was just really useful hearing other people's perspectives on how to deal with those situations because I think it was a very perfect example of it's sometimes very hard to take the advice you would give to others but it really shed light on everyone was was kind of sharing the same issues and working towards the same goals. So that's probably what I took away the most.
0: Fantastic. Thanks. And Nula, you've mentioned how you find the community and the networks so important for that as well. And that's part of that, lifting you up and giving that confidence. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that worked and, and how you'll take that forward as well?
3: Absolutely, Jill. I find the opportunity for the group project was super because That provided um, the opportunity to deepen relationships with those in our group. So we worked on a project and aside from that, we obviously had our coaching and our role model guest speakers again, which was uh, very empowering and interesting to hear their career journeys in cyber. But the group project relationships, I think, have deepened to the extent that we have gone on further to meet each other at other cyber women and cyber events at Cyber UK and various cyber meetups. I know that um, you know, we're continually reviewed, not just from a professional but personal opportunity to to develop where we are and where we're going in our own careers and that you we are mentors to each other. So it was Refreshing to hear the younger ones on the course so say um, value the learning, but for me to, to hear from the younger ones on the course of their insight and vision and freshness was also invaluable. So um, that's what I loved about um, having the mix of new and older in the course itself.
0: It really is a proper community, isn't it? It's Mm -hmm, kind of right across, yeah, right across the ages and stages of the career, but also just across different types of of, um, areas in cybersecurity as well. So it gives you that perspective too, which is an advantage. Shigufta, can you tell us what you took away from from the course?
2: For me, it was the coaching. Uh, We had our own individual coaches as well where we had one-on-one sessions and there's something that Katie picked up on about separating our emotions because women are always perceived to be emotional but it's actually now that I'm doing a lot more mentoring within my role it's actually bringing those emotions back in because not everybody is wired the same and listening I think that was the other key thing that we were we did on the course was actively listening not listening to answer a question so all of those factors kind of have now helped me into being a better mentor I love that emotions
0: are sort of more it's looking at it as though they're empowering us rather than holding us back is just such an important point and I think that's one of the things that lots of people have commented on out with this group as well on the course too Okay, so I'm just going to get you now to wrap up by giving your final thoughts. And Nuala, I'm going to come to you first and ask what your top piece of advice would be to women who are thinking of getting into the sector.
3: Jill, I would say for anybody just to continue to embrace their passion and persevere. And really to be confident and resilient because, you know, there is huge opportunity ahead and just never stop learning. There is opportunity in the tech sector. Collaboration is the key. Um, Cyber exchange and UKC3 are opportunities as well for people to get involved to to see what's going on and just to continue to collaborate and focus on your goals.
0: Thanks, Nila. And Raya, as somebody who's recently entered the sector again, what would be your big piece of advice to those who are thinking about it?
4: Thanks, Joe. Um I think one of the big things is the fact that Technology in itself is the one thing that's probably never going to go backwards in our current day and age. So it's always going to be something that's growing and developing and, and maturing and will be faced by different types of threats. So I think a role within cybersecurity is most definitely never going to be boring. Um, in fact, it kind of changes um every day. And it's I think something that I rely on quite heavily is that it's a very future-proofed career choice, in my opinion. And I think Particularly, you know, is another key takeaway from from the empowering women program. It's you are most definitely worthy, and you can do it, and it's not scary. Um, and there are going to be a lot of people along the way that are very supportive of, of kind of the career. So I think that would be my top piece of advice.
0: Thanks, Raya, and Shagifta, What would you say to women who are looking to take the next step in their cyber career? So they're already there. What would you say to encourage them forward into those kind of leadership roles?
2: I would tell them to go for it they you know have that belief in yourself we are you know we end up holding ourselves back and I think you know if this is what they want to do they want to go into leadership they need just need to take that step it's such an exciting time in cyber as well at the moment you know there's lots of different courses available there's lots of different things that are happening that women can take advantage of and I think you should just take everything that we can get and just go for it Thanks, Shagifta. I
0: think that's great advice. Katie, what about you? What would you say, the same question to women looking to take that next step in their cyber career?
1: I would say two key things. Echoing Shagifta's point there, I would say something that really resonated with me was this idea to not be the one to say no to yourself. So unless you put yourself forward, you won't know if somebody else is going to say no to you give them that opportunity. It might sound a bit strange, but give them that opportunity. And then I think looking at how you can position yourself as a leader, look at the things that you do by default that make an impact that maybe everyone else compliments you for, but you just do it naturally and you don't even think about it yourself. Share what that is, talk about it explicitly, and then lead activity that demonstrates that. I think that's where you can make a real impact and
0: demonstrate a real leadership role in the cybersecurity space. And I think that is a wonderful note on which to bring this podcast episode to an end. With that, I'd like to say thank you so much to all four of our guests today. Katie Shanahan from Crossword Cybersecurity, Shagifta Malik from GemServe, Nuala Kilmartin from Innovate UK and Tech UK's own Raya Teslova. I've really enjoyed talking to you all today, and hopefully we've inspired some more women to take part in the Empowering Women to Lead Cybersecurity programme. Indeed, if today's discussion has made you think, I want to do that, why not apply now? Applications are currently live for the Autumn 2023 programmes, which will be available in Scotland, London and southern England, the Midlands and northern England. The application deadline for Scotland is the 11th of August. For the other regions, it's the 1st of September, and you can find out more via the Tech UK website. Or you can always drop me a note at jill.broom at techuk.org. Similarly, if your organisation would be interested in supporting this fantastic programme, please do also get in touch. Finally, Tech UK is really committed to seeing more women enter the cybersecurity profession, but also to seeing more women reach senior levels in the sector. So if you or a colleague have got a great story to tell about how you ended up in cyber and or you have a particular area of expertise, please do get in touch for a chat about ways in which you can get involved in Tech UK's cybersecurity programme. In the meantime, thanks so much for listening today and goodbye for
2: now.